Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. I'm here today with Pardis DeFord, a virtual dietitian with a passion for people and peanut butter. Prior to launching Grapes to Crepes, Pardis's private counseling skill business and website, Pardis worked as a clinical dietitian for three years. During these years, she provided individual nutrition therapy for patients with eating disorders, drug or substance abuse, diabetes, heart failure, liver disease, kidney disease, and those with a desire to lose weight. Additionally, Pardis taught group eating nutrition classes and developed individualized menus for various allergies, medical illnesses, and dietary restrictions. Pradis is a believer in all foods fit and moderation. Eating should be enjoyable and not stressful. She doesn't agree with labeling food as good or bad because judging what we put in our body does not create a positive eating behavior. You can eat veggies and have your dessert too. Welcome to today's episode. Hi. So happy to have you. Can you let everybody know where to find you on social media yeah. and your website to make sure everybody knows who you are? Yes. So I'm Pardisa Ford and my Instagram handle is grapes to crepes and my website is www.grapestocrates.com. Excellent. And I know in the bio, we talked a little bit about your philosophy and how you uh, don't agree with labeling food as good or bad. Could you talk just a little bit more about your position on that, like your nutrition philosophy? And then we could talk a little bit about how that's translated with your amazing business on social media. Of course. So I believe that all foods fed in moderation. I think that eating should be enjoyable and not stressful. I don't agree with labeling foods as good or bad because I think judging what we put in our body does not create a positive eating behavior. So that's why I came up with like, you know, you could eat your veggies and your dessert too. Yeah, that's great. And how has that been able to translate on social media? So, you know, when I was first starting my Instagram account, I wanted that to be very transparent. So when I was coming up with a handle, I came up with grapes to crepes because, you know, you have fruits and then you have the crepe aspect. And I made sure that all my posts were showing, you know, not just, you know, the um, protein and the salad, but also like desserts. And even in my stories, I try to make sure, you know, that I show me eating these foods so people really do understand that everything fits in moderation. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you just gave the example of how strategic you are with posting it on the actual feed and in your story so that you can fully embody and remind people, uh, you know, straight from the handle to the feed to your stories that you represent, you know, that philosophy of having your grapes and your crepes and, and enjoying that. So it's, it's great to hear your philosophy and then to see it translated on your marketing um, platform. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your journey for those who don't know you or maybe haven't been following along and supporting you from the beginning? Uh, what has helped you create your business? Yeah. So, you know, I always knew I wanted to start my own practice at some point, but I wanted to start off in the clinical field for some reason. I thought that would be a good place, a good place to start. And if I ever needed a place to fall back on, I thought, you know, clinical was a place. And I really did love clinicals when I was in school, but after doing it for a couple of years, you know, I kept saying, yeah, I think private practice is what's for me. And I talked to my husband who was in um, residency at the time. I said, you know, when you're done with school, I'm starting my own practice. And he said, well, why not now? 
just start it now. You don't have to go full time. So I kind of got inspired and started working on grapes to crepes while I was working full time being an ICU dietitian. And I just took on one or two clients, you know, nothing crazy. And I started working on, you know, um, how, what am I going to offer to these clients? How am I going to set up? So kind of just working on the background of things a little bit while I just only had a few clients. And once, um, I quit my job, I spend more time focusing on the business and of course, working with you to create grapes to crepes and expanding that a little bit more. And can you talk a little bit about your husband? And I know that he, I I love that you said he was supportive. And I think that's true for a lot of uh, dietitians listening. Uh, They want to hear how to leverage their home dynamics. So how has your husband's support helped you get the motivation and encouragement to continue building your business? I mean, Mark has been great from the beginning. He always pushes me a lot. Um, You know, at first I was like, you know, I don't think I can do it full time. And you know, I don't know if I can start a business. I have no idea where to start. And he said, we'll start somewhere. You know, he was always just like kind of making me set small goals. And I think that's what really helped me because sometimes you just think like, there's so much I got to know and I don't know where to start. And he was like, start from making a contract, you know, just one thing at a time, just get your first client. And I think he was like really helpful in that aspect. And any question I had, you know, he would help me. And there was a point where he was like, you know what, I think that you need to hire someone to help you. And that's when uh, Libby, you came along (laughs) and you kind of helped me build my Instagram, you know, because at the time that I started working with you, I only had about 3000 followers. And I didn't really have a plan. I just kept posting cute pictures of food with no good caption. And I, you know, I just realized from taking your course and working with you that, you know, you need to have an audience, you need to have a purpose for making these posts, just don't post a random meal, like that's not gonna do anything. So I think that kind of like really helped me as well. That's, that's incredible. And I will say that you have done a great job taking a complex topic like nutrition really focusing on your philosophy and then creating really simple, clear content. And I think you, you're a role, a role model because a lot of dietitians struggle with that. I know you see it. It's really hard to create simple content. And I think you're definitely a leader in that space with uh, applying proven method and making sure that it supports your belief system of all foods fit, but that it's not overly complicated. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, does that just come naturally to you? Or I feel like you were just so receptive and such a quick learner with being able to make your content align with what people need. Uh, Were there any struggles along in that process? Or do you have any reflections from that journey of your, you know, marketing masterpiece? Yeah, well, at first, you know, I decided I'm just going to work on building the account first. I know, I don't know if you remember this. I was like, I'm going to put getting clients on hold for a bit and let me just focus on what am I really trying to do here? Like what kind of post am I going to create? How am I going to do it? So that's when I just took some time and, you know, tested out different recipes and what works best. And I really did study like the post. So if a post that really bad, I would look at it and say, what was it? Was it the color? Was it the picture wasn't good? Was it the, the caption? So after I did that for a while and this tested out different hashtags, I kind of picked up on what people really liked. So then every week I would just spend some time and decide, okay, 
I made an Excel spreadsheet and I remember that's what we did together when we first started. And I still do this. So I will go through and come up with ideas. Like, what am I going to make? And then I will literally sit there and come up with, I don't know, like 20 to 30 ideas and just throughout the week, knock them out. So I might take a few weeks and make a bunch of posts and then I have them. I have a folder always with posts because life gets crazy and you never know what's going to happen. I might not be able to make a post, you know, for a week or two. And I always have that backup. So that really helps me. Like, you know, when I was pregnant, I had to go deliver a baby emergency, I mean, you know, emergency C-section. So I had about I have four months worth of posts saved, which kind of helped my Instagram keep growing even while I didn't really have time to make any posts. What an incredible reflection. I remember that, like planning content ahead. I don't know if it's extra motivating with that, but I love that you're able to think strategically first, you know, planning ahead because you're looking systematically. So it's not just loosey goosey planning, but it's actually understanding what's the best type of content to plan and then making sure that you have that saved up in reserve for whether it's a delivery pregnancy or any kind of situation for yours specifically. I I love that. Um, That's really motivating for a lot of listeners who are feeling like they can't get started or they want to delay getting started because of a life event, like whether it's childbirth. Well, that's actually a really good example because there's a lot of other examples, but um, that's that kind of motivation and dedication is obviously like really important. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that you can share that story with the listeners. And when it comes to saving and content and planning ahead, has there been any difficulties since it sounds like you've been good at creating a system and following it? What has been some of the struggles with doing that? Oh, you know, to be honest, like having kids is hard. Like I'm a full-time mom. I stay with the boys and that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to stay home with the boys. They come first. But then, you know, I also wanted to have something for me, something that was just mine that I started. And, you know, with that, I think you have to be really smart and, you know, try to plan ahead. And that's when I use my husband a lot, you know, on weekends when he's around or in the evenings, um, he will watch the kids or take him out to the park. And that's really when I just sit down and get my content done or work on my website, work on my client stuff, just because now being a mom of two during the week, it's really, really hard. Like, you know, before having one kid was one thing. I, I still found a lot of time, uh, but now with like a new baby and then having a three-year-old running around, that's been like the biggest struggle for me is like, you know, finding the time to really get everything done. So, you know, I took your advice. You always say, you know, find help. So I actually hired a babysitter who will come to my house two days a week and she will help me with the boys. And during this time, I will do more stuff, you know, in my business. And I think that's really been helpful to the advice I got from you, you know, spend the money in your business so you can get more out of it. And now I'm able to take on more clients because I do have that help. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And so many women hate hiring help in any capacity, whether it's a housekeeper, a maid, meal delivery service, whatever it might be. So thank you for sharing that message. Like that is so super inspiring. And especially for all the moms and, and, you know, moms to be out there that are wanting to have the success you've had with creating marketing and, and, and sales with clients. So yeah, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And if you could talk a little bit about your journey with using Instagram to sell. Um, I think we've talked about marketing and how you've been able to create systems and analyze your content, plan ahead, get help, 
you know, seek help from your, your husband as, a, you know, providing kind of like um, support and mindset and then also the babysitter uh, to alleviate some time stuff. But what about the whole selling process? How's that kind of um, panned out? So at least for me, I've, I've realized the more that I am in my stories and the more I show, um, you know, my client success stories, the more people reach out. Simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like when people do reach out to me, I do ask them, so how did you find me? What attracted you, you know, to talk to and reach out to me? Cause there's so many other people out there and they would either pinpoint a specific post to me. So then I would go back and look at that post and see, hmm, interesting. Like how can I recreate this again? Because sometimes multiple people point out the same exact post. So That's then I just cool. kind of work back and say, okay, let's make more similar posts. And I've noticed every time now that I post client successes, like whether it's them sending me texts, you know, at first I used to be like, I do not have a lot of proof. Like, you know, I'm just starting out. So then I was like, whatever, I'm going to take screenshots of the texts people send me and use that. Just seriously, the smallest things can work from that. I've had a lot of people reach out I find about like 15, 20 clients who just look at my stories, they get inspired, they want to work with me, they reach out and we start. So I think like you got to remind yourself that to you, it might seem silly or, you know, not big enough, but other people might not find that. It might be a simple text that someone sent you, but that might get you a a couple clients. Yeah, I, I like that. And I also think it lends to the whole perfectionism where we as dietitians want to have the most perfect testimonial and we're not really reading between the lines and seeing that a win from a client, even a small win, yeah. anything can really reflect the the success and the journey you've been able, the transformation you've been able to give them. Mm-hmm. So big or small sharing that in, in the capacity you're able to uh, mm-hmm. with obviously like HIPAA compliance, privacy, being mindful of your country and, and testimonial laws. Um, that's really great. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm noticing a theme pretty. So it sounds like for the marketing side, you're analyzing the posts to create better content. And then from the sales side, you're analyzing their buying behaviors. And that's also helping you market. And it sounds like think more strategically for how you can, you know, sell more. So that sounds like you're, you're really putting a, a very strategic time and energy into the process. So that's, that's great. Yeah. Businesswoman. I love it. Yeah. Trying, trying very hard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're, you're succeeding. It's, it's incredible. And when it comes to your offer, meaning what you provide with clients, I know you, you do counseling, coaching, what have been some of the biggest challenges or surprisingly easy, meaning whether it's creating the offer, selling the offer, or even just the, the actual counseling part? So, I mean, I used to think I had to create so many handouts or meal plans. Like, that's what I used to think. I was like, that was so hard for me to think that I had to keep providing clients with all these fancy handouts or, you know, things that they would want because they're spending so much money to get my services. And I realized that, you know what, my knowledge on counseling is what's valuable. Okay. So that's what I focused on. And I think that's what my clients really love the support I give them. You know, I realized that, you know, weight loss, needs a lot of support. So that's what I sell. My discovery calls, I really, really focus on trying to sell them, you know, how I give you 24 seven support. If you sign up for my program, I am literally there for you all the time. And 
I think once I got that down, I started selling so much more during discovery calls. Because before during my discovery calls, I was like, how am I going to sell them? How do I attract them? Do I offer them meal plans? Do I say, if you buy this, you're going to get 30 days of this or 20 days of that. I just made it simple. I mean, I still do give them, you know, meal plan ideas and recipes, but I do not focus on that because you know what? People can go and find thousands of recipes on the, you know, on the, on the internet now. So I just try to focus on, if you work with me, I help you lose the weight and here's how. And I think just getting out of that old mindset of, I keep having to give these things to people. And just now I'm like, I'm giving you my knowledge and my time and that's how you're going to lose weight. And I think love that's, I absolutely love that. Just strip it down and make it simple. And they truly are paying for our time. Yeah. Hashtag no more handouts, cut it out. No more handouts. <laughs> yes. I'm, no handout. I'm strongly against handouts. I, it's like the last thing I do. Uh, so I, I like hearing your reflection on that. And, um, You've already talked about this, so I don't know if you have anything more to add about, you know, as a um, a mom of two boys, two young boys, and how do you stay realistic and committed to what you're able to do? I know you talked about delegating, hiring out, and, and also being clear with your husband about some time for the business. Is there anything, I guess if we go deeper with that, is there anything further than that? Or how do you stay motivated to do that? Because it sounds like you got it going on. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to give you know, women out there who are trying to start their business um, or, you know, if they have kids, I think I just, I never wanted to regret, you know, doing too much and later saying, oh, I wish I would have spent more time with the kids. I feel like trying to grow my business while my kids were little took away from the kids. I just didn't want to do that. So, you know, I told myself, I'm going to start off part-time, you know, why do the whole full-time thing and put myself under stress? Um, Cause I'm really doing this for me. You know, this is my business and it's something, you know, as a mom, you want to do something that's for you that you enjoy. And for me, my business is that, you know? Um, so I started as part-time. I got insurance for part-time. And, you know, when I was on the phone, actually with the lady who was helping me with my insurance, she said, you know what? You can always just call me and go full-time if you want to. This is not a big problem. So I said, I'm not going to stress myself out. Let's just start out with 20 hours a week. And I think that's the best thing because then I get best of the both worlds. I get time with my kids and then I have time for my business and I'm not overwhelmed. So you you don't have to go from nothing to full time. So just start slow and slowly build on that. That's great. So once the kids go to school, I think, um, and I have more time, I'll reevaluate and say, hey, okay, maybe this is time where I want to grow my business even more. Take, take it, you know, during that stage of life, step by step. That's yeah. And uh, did you, can you talk a little bit about fear since that's a big topic with growing your business, um, specifically around money? Uh, you've kind of touched on it with the whole handout topic, but do you have anything to mention about charging at all or charging a higher price? Uh, did you have any kind of setbacks with that? I think, I don't know if you remember this, but I, like money used to make me so uncomfortable. Like even like during discovery calls, anytime they were like, so what's the cost? What's the investment? I would start sweating like, oh, I hate talking about this. But I think the more you do it too, the better you get at it. And I used to say, you know, I have to make my price point low. Or I won't get any clients. I don't know why I had that mindset. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I never did get clients when my prices were low. 
I didn't. I think maybe it was also because I didn't have enough confidence or what, but I bumped up my prices and showed my value on Instagram. And I ended up getting so many clients at this increased cost. And actually a few weeks ago, I was watching your stories and I was like, oh, people are, you know, selling and asking, you know, invest like six months ahead of time, a year ahead of time. I was like, I should try that. Why did I do that? You know, the first person I got on the phone with the next day, I sold at the higher price point, six months ahead. So I think it just, I think honestly, confidence and believing yourself and your program goes so far. Yeah. And I, I, I love, love that story. So thank you for sharing that. And it's so nice and we can inspire one another about money and break through it feeling uncomfortable. Cause I think that so many of us feel that way. We have to get over our money fears. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, following people on Instagram, other dietitian bosses that are out there doing their thing, like follow people that inspire you, you know, see what they're doing and try to, you know, grow your business and don't, I mean, don't ever compare yourself because you don't want to do that. But getting inspired by other dietitian bosses, I think is the best thing. Um, I used to like, I I follow people now and I just get inspired by what they do. I look at, you know, their content and I just love how many women in our field are in private practice now doing their thing. That's so inspiring to me because we can do it. And I think like a few years ago, not a lot of women were selling this much on Instagram. I crazy. I agree. It's, it's really exciting. And I think it's a great opportunity to empower and take a moment, whether you're following somebody or not, to just congratulate them on showing yeah. up because it's not easy yeah. um, to show up. It, it takes, you know, you have to overcome those fears we talked about. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. And yes, there's a new surge of women in private practice who are doing amazing things. And they're also looking at you as their role model. So oh, thank, you. thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your story. And on that note, do you have any other advice uh, that you would like to give somebody? Maybe that's, um, you know, at the beginning of their journey, or maybe they're um, somewhere in their journey where they feel like they're stuck. I would say, you know, my advice would be invest in yourself because you're worth it. And I think at the beginning, sometimes, you know, you're like, ah, what? That's a lot of money. I can't spend a thousand dollars to sign up for this course or hire a coach or, you know, put this money on getting websites set up. You're worth it. Just spend the money and get started. The money will come back if you're smart about it. Just, I mean, I feel like if you don't put the money in, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere. Just put the money in, invest in yourself, believe in yourself. And I think that's the best advice I could give because I used to be scared when I would, you know, put money into something like, Oh, but I'm not making any money yet. You will, you know, no one, some people do, but a lot of people don't just start off making a bunch of money. You have to put money in your business to help it grow. Absolutely. And to expedite that process so that you are more clear with what to do and you're not spinning your wheels. So yeah. great tips. I'm obviously biased because I love myself <laughs> too. <laughs> I love the tips. <laughs> Thank you again, Bernice, for sharing your expertise and your story. And I know you're going to inspire so many of the listeners. So I really appreciate you taking your time. Of course.
Thank you for listening. The next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook. Also listen on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve.